Welcome to Dream Deep. Stories from inside with Molly and Nikki. Together we share stories, interviews, and ideas about what it means to dream deep and live fully. I'm Molly, a mama to three, a wife and owner of a small business in Virginia, Molly Suzanne, a photography company recently expanding to do custom coloring books and acrylic paintings. I'm Nikki Weaver, an artist, a healer, mover, maker, mama to two, wife to one, and currently building work with incarcerated women and women on the outside through a nonprofit called On the Inside, living in Portland, Oregon. Always love that little voice recording in progress. <laughs> uh, welcome everyone. You've got Molly and I here today. We're back at it. Hey guys. Um, and today we, we thought we'd do a little bit of chitter chatter on creativity, um, how you keep it alive, what we're making these days, what's inspiring us um, in case you're feeling super creative yourself or, or maybe like you're needing a little pickup. Uh, I know I definitely sort of lose inspiration and, and feel like a useless creative artist <laughs> uh, yeah. many, many times. <laughs> yeah. And it's so um, ironic that you mentioned that because just today I was feeling, well, I've been doing a mural in downtown Harrisonburg and I just finished that, which was a blast. Um, but before mm. that, I was feeling a little bit of kind of stumped like I just was not creatively inspired I wasn't motivated and I was just thinking like I wonder why that is and mm -hmm. I do know one part of it for me personally and I know this isn't for everyone but I have to mix up things often mm -hmm. uh, so like if I'm doing a coloring book I will mix in something else like candles or, um, you know, switch over to some paintings, if I have some commission paintings, or do, you know, some logo work. And if I rotate those things, it seems to help with just not getting a block. And I, it's like I have a whole new appreciation for that different type of art when I pick it back up. Um, kind of like the seasons, you know, it's like you have a whole new appreciation for each season. And I do feel like I kind of go in waves with not even just creatively, but even like running, you know, like I'll switch to yoga for a while or I'll switch to walking for a while. Um, when I get like burnout with running or, you know, whatever. So mm -hmm. that's what, mm -hmm. what helps me is just intentionally changing um, what I'm, what I'm doing creatively. And like right now, for example, this morning, I just went to Goodwill and I got all these cute little containers that are like little uh -huh. old goblets and like little glass containers. So I'm gonna make uh -huh. some candles in those. And they're like 25 pounds oh, wow. each. And um, it's for the fall, you know, like just more decorative candles. I thought it would be something fun. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just the things like that, uh, that are just kind of different than your normal um, projects, I guess. But what about you, Nikki? Well, well, that's that, it makes me think, Molly, so the, the candles for a minute, are you making them for your home or will they be things you sell? I will probably sell those. Yeah. Awesome. Well, well, and I was thinking about um, just when you started talking about that, the difference in like making something for yourself and then making something that you're going to sell or give away, you know, sure. um, 
I, I often hear people talk to like, make something just for you. It doesn't have to be for anybody else. And, and how healing and therapeutic that can be to just make for, for, for a maker's sake, right? To like take a break from feeling like you have to produce something that True. someone will buy or that you have to, um, a, a mural, right? Yeah. Um, and anyway, but, but I think I, I waver back and forth between both of like you, I mean, you taught me how to make candles when I sort of went to your house and saw how beautiful they were and how easy it seemed. And then I've, you know, started experimenting, making them. My recent experiment has been playing with wooden wicks um, and, and different, you, you can see these, nobody else listening can see them, but yeah. I bought these little glass votives and it, have experimented with like a double wooden wick just yeah. to see how it burns. And I mean, this one, you can see there's like a color difference in it, I think, because I've been adding too much oil or not enough. Um, but any, anyway, it's, it's, there's something for me that is um, exciting about creating with my hands. And, and I think that's probably true for you too, when I think about your body of work. Yeah. Um, but it does have to change. And there's, you know, I go through phases where I order 50 pounds of wax and I just make and make and make. Yeah. And then I think I hate candles and I put them all in drawers and I don't look at them or sell them. Um, I burn a lot of them in our house, but I sort of act as though I've never made them before <laughs> and yeah. I don't tell, tell anybody about them. Yeah. And then I go through phases, you know, last week where it was a friend of ours wedding and this friend suffers with fibromyalgia. And I sort of thought, oh, I have this whole toolbox of like essential oils and wellness sort of practices that I know are beneficial when dealing with fibromyalgia. Like, I know, I'll make her a bunch of bath bombs with oils that treat fibromyalgia. And I'll write down a list of like different poses, you know, yoga related that she could do. And that was sort of my gift to her. And it felt really fun and really, um, I don't know, nurturing for me too, to be able to just use my hands and spend time thinking about her and how she's been a part of my life in yeah. making that gift for her. Um, so those are some of the ways, Molly, I guess I think about um, yeah. how creativity has changed or, or keeps changing for me. And, you know, right now I'm, I'm working in the theater, which I feel really lucky to be doing after what, almost, you know, two years of of being isolated and not being able to gather with people. And, and the thing that was fascinating is um, I kept thinking, how are we going to make a play when we all wear masks? Like, you know, I'm so used to seeing people's faces yeah. prior to the pandemic, not really so much anymore, but well, that'd be strange. And then we were all in the theater and we rehearsed this whole play with masks on until this very last week where anytime we're on stage, we can take our mask off. And it's, it's like one of the most exciting things to see somebody's whole face. And then as soon as we walk off stage, we have to put these masks back on. And, um, I, you know, I think I've thought a lot about that in terms of creativity of what are we masking and what are we revealing mm. are things that come up for me when we allow ourselves to make or think or do uh, that, that expands us. And I think that's what, why I come back to creativity. And I think I always enjoy conversations and learning about what you're making is creativity feels like the endless expander. It's the way that I can process the world. It's the way that I can, um, change. It's the way that I can learn something new. So. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, thinking about what you said with 
how you can create art to sell or you can create art just for yourself or for someone else like your friend. And one thing that I was actually just prepping for um, my art therapy workshop tomorrow and I was kind of going over different types of artwork and things that um, people could do if they don't feel comfortable, you know, because some people can be stressed. I know I was really stressed out when I was trying to do portraits because I just mm. could not, I could not figure out how to do portraits well that I thought, you know, were well um, or looked good or looked realistic. And I was very frustrating. And so I was thinking, what is some form of art that you could do that would be therapeutic but not like stressful mm. so of course my coloring books I printed pages for everyone that attends and a free coloring set um the color pencil set and then another thing is I don't know if you've done vision boards yeah I love it they're so much fun um you know where you cut out like little magazine clippings or pictures or mm -hmm. colors or you know whatever um or even like material, anything that inspires you or has, you know, um, meaning to you or can, you can look to, you know, for a goal. Um, and, and also I saw something that was really neat. It's called a forgiveness box, which I thought was such a neat idea. Mm. Um, and, you know, you put in there, you know, words to someone that you wouldn't necessarily say, um, but just they're kind of tucked away in your heart and in this box. And then they're soothing poems or words or things that are meaningful to you. And I just, um, I thought that was a really neat idea too. Uh, so those are kind of different inspiring things. If you wanna change up your creativity and do something that is just for you, that might be healing for you in some way. I, I, I love that Molly, cause it carries beyond just like the person that's making it, it like spreads out into the world. Like the vision board, you mentioning that, I do that every New Year's Eve and, and I'm usually yeah. the dork sitting at the table, you know, collaging while everybody I else is talking. I would be there with you too, if we live close. Okay. We, we, <laughs> we can we, Zoom, we can, we, can zoom. Zoom, we can Zoom, dork it out. And if you're listening <laughs> and you wanna be a dork with us and make a vision board this New Year's Eve, we'll be doing it. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm so I, I love it. I love it. I, you know, again, I can show you and if you're listening, you can't see this, but this was my, this is my yearly planner. And part of it is like watercolor painting that I did with words. And then part of it is like work that I'm creating and cards. Um, but, but, you know, that was one of my New Year's Eve little vision boarding projects. And then just to tap into kind of what you're speaking to of practices, creative practices that we can do that are, um, maybe for you, for your family, for your community. Another friend of mine has a, a gratitude jar, just a big glass jar with lots of little colored bits of paper sitting next to it and a couple pens and her and her daughter every day, they write one thing that they're grateful for. And so, you know, visiting their house, I, I see the jars now, it's just beautifully colored, full of all these little scraps of paper, they fold them up. And then when the jar is almost completely full, they pick a day or an afternoon or an evening and they sit together on the couch and they just pull one out at a time and they read everything in, in the jar and it leads of course to wonderful conversations and, and memories and laughter and so that's something that I've thought it's so simple and it's such a profound sort of well and she's sort of talked about you know what, what do you do then with the scraps of paper you could burn them you could recycle them you could write on the other side of them you could you know hang them up on a wall to remember your year or your month of gratitude 
Yeah. Um, simple, affordable, easy, anyone could do it. Um, I often think with that one, what would it be like to do that in a, in a place of work where you work? What would it be to do that with colleagues? Um, that would be neat. Interesting. Yeah, or, or, or with a, an extended family or a group of friends, you know, we could, we could do it over zoom or text message or something. Yeah. Um, and then an, another that you spoke to was the box. Did you say it was a forgiveness box? Huh? Yeah. Oh, wow. But, um, I have a little metal box. It was my mom's. And in this metal box of my mom's, she has, I don't know if it's a forgiveness box, but words, quotes, movies, people, names. Um, I think of people that she admired or was interested in. And so every now and then I keep it on my little altar. I'll pull cards or quotes out and just sort of see like, huh, I wonder what she was thinking. Or I'll do a little Google search to be like, what was this movie or this person? So, That's so neat that you well, have yeah it feels so special to kind of really look at but it's um I think what you speak to Molly too is that creativity is accessible it, there are so many ways in which we can practice it and make it a part of our life and um I feel lucky to be following it as my passion as my work life you know as my dream and a lot of friends over the years that have said like oh I'm not a creative person I wish I was yeah. And I think like, if you really look at that question or that statement, I think we are all creative people. Mm -hmm. um, we, we just choose to access it or we choose not to. And so friends that have said that to me over the years, I've tried to encourage them to like, well, what, what if you like, you know, rethought that statement? What, what is it that you love to do? What would you like to have more of in your life? You know, mm -hmm. and that those friends have definitely bought colored pencils, bought your coloring books, or have found like, oh, you know what? I really do love to like go on yoga retreats or, oh, you know what? I do love to go to the art museum. Mm -hmm. um, that there are ways that our creativity shows up. And at least for me, just like it's the endless expander. It's also the endless connector, right? I, I feel closer to you when I sit down at the table and my kids and I are using your coloring books. I feel closer to other people when I go see a show and I see someone I know in it or I recognize someone else's story um, in it. So yeah, creativity. Uh, yeah, I love it. And I wanna address what you said about some people are like, oh, I don't have that creativeness in me. And I think that that's what um, I love about some of like thinking outside the box with um, being an artist. Cause I do believe that we all are an artist and we all have that imagination and creativity in us you said they kind of tap into it in different ways. And I think that there's blocks with people wanting, thinking that it's narrow-minded, like this is art, art is drawing or art is painting. And I can't do that, so therefore I'm not an artist. Mm -hmm. And, you know, kind of thinking outside of that, um, whether it's pottery or um, even baking, like there's so many different ways to tap into um, being creative and using your hands and, I was actually just reading um, some research and some studies on different types of art and how it helps our health and it benefits, you know, our anxiety, our depression, or even dementia patients. It helps bring back memories. And also what I love is it creates an, um, a connectedness when you do it in a group also. Um, and then it builds self-esteem because you, you see something that you're tangibly creating yourself and that's rewarding. And you're like, oh, you know, and not just, not just kids, but even adults, I think can be very healing in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. 
and even, you know, candle making, whatever it might be, just, um, yeah, like even as simple as when you're on a trip, pick up some shells and put them in a really fun jar that you get from a thrift store, you know, and then that's something that is a memory that you made with your family or your loved ones, or maybe just yourself. Um, so just kind of thinking outside of the box when it comes to, you know, being an artist or being creative, because I do think there's so many ways to tap into that. And, and I really didn't start even sharing my art to sell um, probably three or four years ago. Um, I drew a paint or I, I did a pencil sketch and someone really loved it. And they were like, hey, can we buy this print? Um, and then I never thought about it, but it's something that can be very vulnerable is like showing your art. Mm. And that's why I didn't for a long time. Um, yeah. So yeah, I just encourage anybody who's listening just to even just do it for yourself if, if no one else, you know, just to start with that because um, it is incredibly healing. Mm. Well, and that makes me, Molly, think about um, that, that like anything, it's a practice, right? We practice, practice, practice. We keep showing up and that if you're interested in the practice, then you're interested in the process and that we don't become great overnight, right? It, it's being interested in the process and how we change and how adding this color changes or how when I change my intention of what I'm saying to you changes the whole play, the whole story. Yeah. Um, that that the the act of creating, the act of making something with your hands, with your body, you know, with your voice is is an act of vulnerability and also in that act of vulnerability is, um, I think it really teaches us about who we are, you know, um, which maybe we don't always like ourselves, but I think that's one of the beautiful things that, of our creative practices, right, is that it, you, you just keep showing up, you just keep showing up, you keep showing up, and you know, you going from painting to printing to candle making, like they're all parts of who you get to evolve and go back to, you know, to become the same yeah. thing. Uh, yeah, so it's, and, and I think, um, you know, in theater, it's often talked a lot about, about be interested in the process, not the product. The mm. product, the product will be something, but if you're mostly interested in the product, then you're not actually here in this moment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And how hard it is to like, trust the process, trust the process. But, but I think, I mean, and here's our, another connecting point you and I have is when we are able to trust the process, then we, um, uh, where was I going with that thought? I sort of lost it. But part of trusting the process is also just trusting that we are, um, that we're evolving, you know, Absolutely. Uh, so hard, yeah. hard. <laughs> yeah, it is. And, and I love what you said about, um, and it's like the journey, not the destination. It's the same kind of concept is just, and that's just being mindfulness and being in the moment. And I'm really, I'm really trying to work on that. It's not easy to be, you know, because it's so, there's so many things that our lives are consumed with and all those little voices in your head are pulling you in so many different directions. I know they are for me. Mm -hmm. And so many times I just try to come back to the moment and the, my breath and what I'm doing, you know, especially eating. I've been trying to really slow down. I eat so fast <laughs> and Brad is like, and it's funny because I'll look over at his bowl. I'll be like, oh, I need to slow down. And so I just like, think about the flavor and the texture and I just slow myself down. And I've been trying to really, even when I'm running, like turn off the music and just 
you know, feel the ground beneath you and feel your tennis shoes, you know, just mm-hmm. being in that moment. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, it's uncomfortable, but it's really, it, it is a practice. I feel like I, I do it for a while and then I'll get out of it and then I'll do it again and realize how much I love it. Yeah. And it just, but it does help you kind of ground yourself and, and be in the moment yeah. and evolve, like you said. Mm-hmm. Well, and I often think too, Molly, of, of making time every day to create um, is a valuable lesson for some people. I think that's like, whoa, what? But, but I think the creative process can be f- five minutes, you know, mm-hmm. of writing a letter to yourself, five minutes of stopping to color, five mm-hmm. minutes of singing a song to your kids before they fall asleep, you know, that it doesn't have to be a large act of, I'm making a solo show. Yeah. You might want to. <laughs> I, I did, but that took years and years of like thinking, processing, you know, making, yeah. making. But, but that sometimes just starting small, then it's like, whoa, that was so fun. On Saturday, I want to drink my cup of coffee and really like spend time drawing. Yeah. Um, That suddenly then once we understand, recognize, feel, I'll say it's for me, creativity is totally connected with how it makes me feel. Mm -hmm. Then I do want to invest more time in doing it. Yeah. Um, Whether you're getting paid to do it or not, you know, I, I think is something to consider. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And now, you know, the other thing is, is having it being a part of my business now, you know, I get asked to do things that I really have to think before I even commit to, um, because there's definitely things that I've said yes to, and then I have to backtrack. And I think like the portrait was one of them. And I, and, and I finally got so frustrated that I was just like, it's not worth my energy and frustration. And I said, I'm so sorry. Thank you so much for, for trusting me, but this is not my area of expertise and I want to pass it on to someone else, you know? Yeah. that's great. Um, well, And it, that, that to me, Molly is also a comment on like knowing your value. And I think mm-hmm. I, I used to, as an artist, do a lot of work for free too, or for yeah. below minimum wage. And yeah not because of my ego, but because of my skill, there's a lot of times now where people ask for things or me to do things or speak or talk or blah, blah. And I sort of often say I could, but I also could be standing in the sunshine with my dogs or hanging out with my kids. And so I often push back now and say, you know what, I've been doing this for 15 or 20 years. I can't do this for free. Thanks so much for thinking of me, you know? Yeah. And they, a lot of times people say, a no to, to something is a yes to something else. Yeah. And I, I think about that so much because, um, just the other day, one of my friends asked me and she's really awesome. She's in a similar situation with her sobriety. And she just asked me, Hey, do you want to go to this, um, event? It's like a festival at the, it's a new place downtown. It's a cider, um, place. And I just don't feel comfortable with being newly sober. Yeah, I know they have some non-alcoholic options and she was like I totally respect your you know thoughts and um, your boundaries and she was like I was there probably a couple of years ago and she's like I'm sorry I even asked you but that's awesome that you're you know saying no to something that you just know would make you feel uncomfortable so um, but it's so true I mean saying no to one thing it really does open other doors and you have to trust that that process and and be comfortable in yourself like you said yeah it's true so Mm -hmm. Molly tell me what what are you making these days 
It's a good question. Um, well, like I said, I just finished the mural downtown, which was my dream job. And I had so much fun. It was um, for a Korean restaurant. They just, they're opening a barcade that's attached to their restaurant. So it's really awesome. Another artist did a really fun, eclectic, uh, more abstract mural on the one side of the wall. And I did botanical inspired. So I did a lot of things that he forges for his meat, for his food. So a lot of mushrooms and a lot of edible um, flowers and plants. Um, so I did a lot of that and that was so much fun. Um, I'm working on my fifth coloring book, which is bird. So that's super fun. Um, well, what's the fifth one going to be on, you said? Birds. Birds. Okay. Yeah, I think I have, it's kind of on a standstill right now because I have so many things going on, but I, have, I think I have six done, six pages. Wow. So that's fun. Um, I'm doing an art therapy workshop tomorrow. Um, I'm going to be working on some candles and then I opened a printing business. So I'm doing photo prints and um, I'm doing some other prints too. Like, Tell us the name of your time. printing company for anyone that's listening. Yeah, it's Three Springs Printing Co. Um, and I'll make sure to put that in the show notes too. Three is it just the number or spell out the word it's spelling out the word mm -hmm. okay. three springs printing co and it, i have my a website online okay and um a way to order online as well i don't have ordering through my website yet but um okay. that will be coming awesome yeah well, I'm definitely going to order some prints. That's sort of what I send everybody now for Christmas, especially oh, my family. That's awesome. I love photos. What's that? Sorry. I said I love photos, and it's often what I just send all my family, especially those far away in Australia, you know, for Christmas. Yeah. It's, well, and it's perfect because, you know, with family, it's like you can't go wrong with um, updated pictures of your kids or your family. I know my parents absolutely love that. They love like photo books and calendars of yeah. pictures and I'll probably be doing a lot of that too yeah good good okay well I'll support what about you what are you what are you creating what am I making um probably like you Molly I'm often multitasking because there's different things that um that, that I get inspired by I guess or, or feel like I want to give attention to um so, so really like for a few months I've been thinking gosh like I used to teach a ton of yoga. I used to do a lot of massage. You know, I'm trained in Reiki, um, but, but how do I offer all those tools? And so really what I've just sort of started putting um, attention and energy towards is something I'm calling Circle Up. Um, it's just open for October. So I'm sort of doing a test round to see like during October, how many people sign up. And basically what it is, it's an online platform available through my website. Every month there's a 90 minute yoga class um, audio and video so you can practice just in your ears or also with me next to you um, and then a 30-minute meditation and each month there's a theme too so this month October we're fo focusing on nourishing your senses um, and then there's a creative prompt that gets sent to your inbox too uh, as a way to respond either through writing or through making artwork and really really looking at like how do those three things movement sitting and creativity connect um, because for me those have been pieces in, in my wellness, in my toolbox that I feel like I take with me everywhere I go. And, you know, I'd also say in that creativity part is also music for me too, of, of making writing, tinkering around with music um, that I find really, really healing in my own journey. So 
anyway, circle up. That's what I've been making. Um, online membership. It's 20 bucks a month. Um, yeah. And we'll kind of see where that goes. Right. I have been making candles. I have been doing the little bath bomb thing on the side. And, and it's funny, you know, they're all for sale on my website. And then every now and then I make tons of them and hand them out to, you know, friends and family. But, uh, and then really right now, just spending time um, in the theater too, which is for a while, I sort of thought during this pandemic time of, ah, maybe I'm not a theater artist. Maybe that part of me has died, you know, and gone away. And um, it's that strange magic, Molly, of, of being in a room with real people. Like I said, you know, earlier of having a mask off and seeing people's faces and sharing an experience in a, in a real live moment that'll never be the same again. I'm like, oh yeah, this is what we all want. Human connection, you know, human connection yeah. with our friends, our family, our loved ones. Um, so I don't know, it, it's just the, the theater experience has really reminded me of, of why making art is so, so valuable and um, necessary. And I think prior to the pandemic, I, I could spend a lot of time arguing why like, eh, people don't wanna pay for art. People don't wanna pay for things that you make, even though you're trained and skilled and valued, but people want it for free. And now I'm like, nope, you all should pay a lot of money for art. Yeah. In your home, whoever's listening, in a theater, for an album, you should all pay for art because it does enrich our lives and it, and it makes us, um, smarter, wiser, more evolved. Uh, anyway, I, I think artists should be, should be, and it's not re really true, but I think artists should be the, some of the highest paying people on our planet. <laughs> I wish it was that way. <laughs> right? I and, want it to be true. <laughs> yeah. And you do appreciate when people see the value in your work, like just, um, the other day on Etsy, I had one of my biggest orders. She ordered, uh, six coloring books, four or five candles um and then my painting and it's funny because I had to basically pull it out of Brad's hands because he was like I don't want you to sell that one <laughs> and so um it was sad to see it go but also she appreciated it so much and she was like I did all my Christmas shopping um in your shop and it was just like and she's like I love your art so much you have such talent and it just you know selling my books to people all over, you know, the United States. And I've sold even a couple to, um, you know, outside the United States. It's just amazing that it touches that many people and it's helping that many people, mm. especially knowing the benefits of art and just, um, so it's, it's humbling. And it's like, it makes my job worth it. Even if I don't make like lots and lots of money, I'm just so glad and fortunate I can do what I do and love what I do and not have to be in a cubicle or sitting at a desk where I'm like I hate my life or I hate my job or you know because I've been in those situations before where I'm like what am I doing mm -hmm. you know um so I'm very grateful for that yep yep I second that yeah um yeah. making well, I mean, where I sit right now, I feel inspired by creativity and, and making and being in process, process, progress, Yes. <laughs> not, not a finished product yet. <laughs> I don't know yeah. if I'll ever get there, but um, yeah. We're always Just, evolving though, till the day we die, I believe. And, um, you know, if, if there's one thing I want to teach the kids too, it's just to 
really truly create every day as a gift and use every moment to use it as an opportunity to, um, you know, help others be with others, share with others your own art in some way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I think with COVID and everything, when we were so isolated, it made you realize how much we need each other and our community. I mean, I've just felt like so depressed during that time. I was like, this is awful, you know? And then now to be able to reconnect and do workshops and, you know, you with your theater and be with people again is such a wonderful um, relief. And I know it's not over, over, but it feels like a lot of like the worst is past um, with COVID and, um, but yeah, it's, and I think that it's just taking every day to be intentional too. and that's part of being a business owner, but also being a mom is that I can kind of do the best of both worlds. And that's a gift in itself to be able to, to, to be able to pick my kids up at school or go volunteer at their school for a day. And um, not feel so strapped to a job where I couldn't do that or I'm traveling or, you know, not involved. Um, so, yeah, I, I second that. I second that. The, 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 the challenges are, are, are there and then the benefits are so rewarding. Um, Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. Any final words, Molly? <sighs> I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. I think it was a good, a good chat. And um, we always want to hear from you guys too. If there's any input, um, what you're doing, what you're creating these days, we'd love to hear from you and, and know what, um, if you have any fun ideas, we always are up for hearing them. Yeah, send us send us some feedback or tell us what you're making these days in your own life. And, yeah, uh, love and it. Share them out. All right, lots of love, Molly. You too. Bye, guys. <laughs>